Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hello, St. Louis and surrounding areas. You are listening to another edition of At Your Service right here on the Voice of St. Louis, KMOX. Yeah, it's been a little uh, a little while, but um, yours truly, Dave Simons, filling in tonight and happy to do so. And you know what? Uh, things have been kind of, uh, well, they've been turned upside down a little bit because of some breaking news, which I think most of you are aware of. And uh, so many of the things that I had planned to talk about, yeah, I may have to consolidate a little bit before I sign off on uh, at uh, 10 o'clock. But um, this is important enough news that it just needs to be addressed. It's still breaking as we speak, of course, I think most of you know by now that, um, well, let me put it this way. I was just getting ready to leave my house to drive down here to the studio and literally about to walk out the door when my wife said, hey, look at this breaking news banner here. What is that? And it said Donald Trump has just posted to his own media site, Truth Social, that he has been indicted in the case, of course, of, uh, well, this has been rumored for some time with those so-called missing documents that were down at his place in Mar-a-Lago and that had been investigated for some time. And I think the part that he's been indicted for, these seven counts, that's what's being reported, that part is not the surprise. It's now what happens. And so um, I needed to bring in the experts on this. I am not the political expert who could provide proper context to all of this breaking news. And for that, we bring in my friends, the dynamic duo, you know them well, John Hancock and Michael Kelly, who join us right here tonight on Camo X. Gentlemen, thank you so much for taking time out at this last second. Michael, I do want to start with you, uh, if you don't mind, especially on the Democrat side. First of all, just your general observations and thoughts uh, with this breaking news of former President Donald Trump now being indicted, seven counts, uh, and he will apparently go before a judge on Tuesday to hear the charges read against him. Yeah, I guess my first reaction is, is it's not surprising and it's shocking at the same time. Um, it's not surprising in that um, I, I think that we've been building up for this uh, over the last uh, couple of years. And the more the investigation and the special counsel went on, I think we all knew this day was coming. Um, but it's shocking um, that a former president of the United States is going to be indicted. 
Um, I don't know that it really changes the political landscape that much uh, right now uh, in terms of Joe Biden and the Democratic perspective. And I'm not sure that this help uh, all really hurts Donald Trump in the primary. Uh, it may further entrench him, uh, which will be interesting to watch, Dave. Yeah, Michael, I want you to address a little bit more of something you just touched on and and how the Democratic Party approaches this, and in particular, Joe Biden and his associates, especially looking forward to 2024. Now, I know it's impossible to completely handicap this because we don't know yet any of the details and the ultimate conclusion to this. However, if you were within his um, staff and you were close to the president, How do you approach this? Because you are going to have to say something, whether it's a prepared statement or answer some reporter's question that they're yelling at you from a distance. How do what would your recommendation to the president be in addressing this publicly? What I hope is the truth, which is to to tell um, that, you know, this has been turned over to the Department of Justice. He's had nothing to do with it. They've appointed a special counsel. That was both lauded from both sides of the aisle, both Republicans and Democrats. Thought Jack Smith was a, an independent uh, prosecutor and would get to the bottom of the facts. Um, and that's simply all I know about it. Even as the president of the United States had turned it over, and uh, what this means for our country is it's a sad day, and what it means for our our political atmosphere, who knows? I want to bring in. Uh, yeah, I go right ahead. Just got to tell the truth. Got it. John Hancock, I want to bring you in now to give us maybe some perspective from the Republican standpoint. I have been listening to a lot of viewpoints going back and forth with the various cable news shows, and it's very clear those on the right are pretty upset tonight on the one hand. On the second hand, they also seem to be saying in unison this can only help the president. It's going to unite him. The last time he was indicted, with the Stormy Daniels case, it seemed to actually enhance some of his poll numbers, and it's only going to do that again. What say you? Well, we don't know yet. Uh, this is a fundamentally different case than uh, what was brought in New York City, which I think is universally, nearly universally agreed was a political case. Uh, this is a case involving obstruction of justice, potentially the Espionage Act, and you know, what it does to Donald Trump's viability in the primary, I think, is to be determined. Uh, It very much, you know, he could see a bump in the polls because of the the perceived persecution here. But I think the just the preponderance of these cases, and there's more cases out there, Dave. um, Right. I think it makes his general election viability much, much less. And does that become a factor for Republican primary voters? Maybe it doesn't, but maybe it does. But I think I think his perceived ability to win the White House could become an issue in the Republican primary process. We just don't know that yet. Yeah. Michael, I know that you've been kind enough to join us as I've called you out of a personal commitment. So I, I want to let you go in just a couple of minutes. But before I do this question for you, a lot of folks on the right will say, you know what? This is not a surprise. They've been trying to get this guy from day one. He promised he would go to Washington, drain the swamp, break things, fight the establishment. 
Everything they've charged him with, nothing has stuck because it's there's there's it's a, always a big nothing burger. They'll stop at nothing to keep this man out. When you look at the fact that Joe Biden also had classified documents, Mike Pence had classified documents. There's nothing new under the sun there, but they won't stop trying. How would you respond to that? Uh, those are simple arguments, and I'm not going to be able to change your mind. Uh, because people have bought into this narrative. Um, I mean, I don't know how much more evidence we can stack up in front of people about Donald Trump that whatever comes out of his mouth, he's the exact opposite. Uh, the emails, who was doing the emails? He was doing, uh, you know, who? The, it started, it's been going on with this guy for so long that I don't know that you can change anyone's mind. Um, I think it's a futile effort. Okay, I appreciate that very much. I know this has been breaking news. Gentlemen, thank you both. John, if you don't mind, I would love for you to stay through this break because there's some more context that I'd like to provide to this, uh, even bringing it down to a little bit of a local level. So, Michael, we'll let you get back to your commitment. Thank you so much for joining us. We're going to take a break right now and come back and continue this discussion of the breaking news about former President Donald Trump being indicted, and this from federal charges, unlike the uh, indictment that he faced in the state of New York. So we'll be back. This is At Your Service. My name is Dave Simons. We shall return. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome back, everybody. It is 818 in St. Louis. Dave Simons filling in tonight on At Your Service. 
Well, once again, uh, breaking tonight, first by Donald Trump himself uh, posting that he has been indicted and uh, all major media outlets have since confirmed that is indeed the case, that uh, the former president has been charged with seven counts. And it is the first time that a former president has faced federal charges. This is coming now from the DOJ, and it has to do with those classified documents uh, that he was um, hanging on to at his place down in Mar-a-Lago. At least one of the charges, we are told, against uh, Mr. Trump will be a conspiracy charge. And again, this these are the feds, so these are the big boys and girls. This is above what he faced in the so-called Stormy Daniels hush money case in the state of New York. We uh, started off this um, broadcast talking with both John Hancock and Michael Kelly, of course, of Hancock and Kelly. You hear on a regular basis here on KMOX and also on Fox 2 here in St. Louis. John has been kind enough to stay with us. Of course, John, long time known in uh, Republican circles, former head of the Republican state GOP. And, John, I, I, I saw comments from Tim Scott uh, a few minutes ago, of course, he being the senator from South Carolina. He has entered the fray of the uh, uh, running for president on the GOP ticket. And you know what? He He's playing the good team member. He was very upset that this has happened. Um, paraphrasing now, but he basically said that uh, we had hoped that Lady Justice was blind. That's what we've been told for 250 years, but apparently not. Very one-sided, only going after Republicans. But I do wonder, inside the camp of, let's say, a Ron DeSantis or a Chris Christie, if they're not smiling. I know that this is very cynical to say, but this is politics. How do you think those gentlemen are playing this? Well, so what you have to keep in mind here, Dave, is that if you look at any of the polling that's come out on the presidential election for 24, Donald Trump is well north of 50 percent of the Republican vote. He's got that support. And you've got, I don't know, 10 candidates in right now. There may be more. So they're going to have to politically, they're going to have to tread very lightly. If they go after Trump, I, I expect Chris Christie will. But I don't know if any of the others will, because that 53 percent or wherever Donald Trump is in the, in the surveys right now, those people are loyal to Donald Trump. So if you jump on that train and go after him, uh, you may be putting yourself in real political jeopardy uh, in the short and possibly long term. So it's not an easy calculus to decide how you're going to play this thing. And I think Tim Scott's reaction is somewhat instructive in terms of how the other candidates are going to are going to play off this with the exception of Chris Christie who I think is in the race to disqualify Trump. Yeah, I I I would agree with that. Um and and on that vein because Donald Trump I mean, it's not even close right now. Of course anything can happen in the next 17 months or so, but at, at this point um he is so far ahead in the GOP that I would think that something like this, look, if you, let me put it this way, if you have supported Donald Trump this entire time through everything else that he has faced, I don't see that this all of a sudden finally makes you say, okay, well, this is a bridge too far. I'm gone. You tell me you've been in this game. I have not. But do you see this harming his chances at all? So a couple of things here. Uh, This is not a surprise. 
we've been prepared for this indictment over the documents case. I mean, the day they raided Mar-a-Lago, uh, I considered this the most substantial legal challenge that Donald Trump faced because it's it's a fairly simple case. They asked for the documents. He didn't give them back. You know, that was not what happened with either Joe Biden or Mike Pence. So they asked for the documents. He didn't give them back. Then he gave some back and said he gave them all back. And then they came and raided the place and found a hundred and some new documents. So the fact set here is pretty clear. But the politics of it is something altogether different. And, and I think that the smartest political play here for Republican challengers to Donald Trump isn't to go after him as a lawbreaker, a document stealer. Um, it doesn't appear from the early reporting that there's any evidence that he disseminated the documents to foreign adversary. That would be a, obviously a problem. Uh, so it, it's, it's simply a case where he took documents, thought they were rightfully his, and made a stupid decision to, to keep them after they were asked for. I mean, that's kind of what the fact set looks like. Mm-hmm. I think the smarter play politically for challengers is to, to prosecute the case that he is not electable to defeat Joe Biden. And anybody that can make that, that case that we that Joe Biden is such a threat to the United States, uh, his economic policies uh, are so destructive that and, and his health is questionable and Kamala Harris is behind him. Uh, the case, I think, politically to prosecute is that we can't take the risk of nominating Donald Trump if our ultimate goal is to beat Joe Biden. And I think that probably is going to be the best political narrative for these folks to to pursue. Yeah. Now, over on on the Democrat side, obviously, at this point, it is a it's a one man race. I know that you've got a Kennedy in there, but let's just look at at Joe Biden here Um, there. It has been well known and and assumed that they believe that they want Donald Trump to be the GOP nominee, that they actually fear the other candidates. So they'll never say this publicly, of course. But do you think within their camp tonight as they see this? And by the way, we still have to remember there's the case in Georgia um, that that we still have to litigate and see what comes out of that, which could be even more damning if there is some kind of evidence that he really did try to mess with the election uh, down there in Georgia. So we're not done here. In January 6th. Yeah, there you go. There's another one. So man, there yeah. is still so much to go. I, I I know that you don't know for sure, but let's make some assumptions again, since you've been in politics for so long and you know how this game is played. Do you believe that they are worried that this really could do so much damage? And dare we say, even that Donald Trump could actually be arrested and face jail time. And there goes the chances of Joe Biden actually winning the election because he cannot beat some of the other candidates. How, how do you handicap that? I think my best gut on that, Dave, is the Democrats don't know exactly how to play the politics of this at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a hatred of Donald Trump by a lot of the rank and file voters out there that are gleeful about these developments. I think some of the more silver haired uh, strategists are, are seeing it, as you just described, that their best hope to recapture the White House for Joe Biden is to run against Donald Trump. 
And so there probably is some concern in that upper echelon of, of Democrat uh, operatives and strategists that are worried about this. Uh, but the question comes to, you know, where is the Republican electorate in these caucuses and primaries starting in Iowa, go to New Hampshire or South Carolina? You know, if, if Trump looks like he's going to roll to the nomination after those three states and those three states will be telling, um, then I think the Democrats will breathe a, a sigh of relief because I don't think that in a general election, uh, and you look at how close Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, North Carolina, that Trump carried, yeah. uh, Georgia, Arizona, uh, Nevada. If you look at those states, I don't see a path for Donald Trump to be able to get enough votes in those states to capture the Electoral College. And he may lose some states that were close uh, that, you know, would would make this more of a landslide situation for Democrats. That's that's my concern. Yeah, that, that that's well said, that the sequencing of, of those primaries. Um, John, I, I, I want to end with with one other issue or question. And I, I hate to end on a, a little bit of more of an ominous note, but I, I can't help but think of this. And Every American, I don't care on what side of the aisle you're on, you'd be lying if you didn't think in these terms to some degree. But play this out, and you can see, let's say, uh, Donald Trump actually facing charges and being uh, found guilty of some kind of federal charge and all of a sudden being given a sentence, and then he's perp-walked in handcuffs to prison. And it would almost make January 6th look like a playground, you know, with 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 elementary school kids just pushing each other around. Um, am I overstating this? Are my fears unfounded, or is that fair to even think in those terms? If indeed it even went that far, yeah, that would not be good for the republic to to have that occur. And you know, this is while this is the first president, former president, to be indicted. It's not the first case like this. If you go back to 1974, when Richard Nixon and look at the number of people that went to prison over Watergate, Chuck Colson, right, Peter Haldeman, a number of others, uh, Gordon Liddy, and the very real prospect that Richard Nixon was probably guilty of a lot of the same kinds of cover up uh, and obstruction that those folks went to jail for, and uh, President Ford at the time in 1974 pardoned Richard Nixon. And I think the rationale there was that the American people don't need to see a former president of the United States go to jail. And, you know, I think he made the right decision there. Uh, there are folks that think that had he not made that decision and Richard Nixon would have gone to jail, this particular case now that we're dealing with would not be precedent setting. Uh, which is an interesting historical question, I guess, to ponder. But uh, mm-hmm. but it's not the first time we've been here with a, a former president who was facing real legal liability. But I do think from the standpoint, and you look at how divided we are right now, culturally, politically, every way you can be, uh, to, to witness a president being arrested and uh, confined to jail. Uh, I think would would not be in the best interest of 
of the republic. Yeah, that's definitely my concern. Just not even playing politics in this, just right. being an American, right. and just and and you hit the nail on the head, John, when you noted rightly the 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 divisiveness in this country, and it's not just politically; it is socially, it's ideologically, it is. It is so many things dividing us, and this certainly does not help that calculus. So, John, I appreciate so much. Uh, this was late notice, and uh, thank you so much for calling into At Your Service. I do appreciate it, my friend. Happy to be here, Dave. Take care. Okay, that's John Hancock, of course, in the circles of the state GOP here in the state of Missouri. When we come back, just a couple of other quick comments, and we're going to put this thing to bed. I do want it to let's lighten the load a little bit. All right, pretty heavy way to start at your service. We'll turn it over to the national pundits from here on out. Now let's get a little bit more, well, I don't know about local, but I'm going to turn our attention to something else that actually has people fearful of, but it has nothing to do with politics. That and more at your service. Dave Simon's with you tonight. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Now, with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Welcome back, everybody. It's 835. Some of you may know this song, and I have to say that I never liked it, and it really turned out to be the cause of the breakup of that great rock band of the 70s and 80s, Sticks. Yeah, Mr. Roboto. But isn't it interesting now that we all know about AI, artificial intelligence, chat GPT, all that stuff, those things take on a little bit more importance. First of all, though, I do want to go back to the first part of this show and just thank once again Michael Kelly and John Hancock of Hancock and Kelly, who you hear on a regular basis on Camo X, as they um, both at the last second agreed to call in and give their observations and thoughts on this news tonight that uh, former President Donald Trump is now facing more criminal charges with that second indictment, the first indictment, of course, up in uh, in New York the so-called uh, Stormy Daniels hush money payment. But now we've got the big boys and girls involved. This is straight out of the DOJ, the Department of Justice. So these are uh, federal charges and uh, all having to do with the uh, documents that um, uh, were down at Mar-a-Lago and the ability or or desire, if you will, of trying to get those documents away from the Trump compound and some of the battle that went back and forth between them. Now we have some charges. And so apparently, reportedly, the former president will face those charges next Tuesday in Miami. You talk about 
must-see TV. Not so much that in Tuesday. I don't know what will be allowed to be shown. But uh, Donald Trump is scheduled to host some big rallies this weekend. He's in New Jersey right now as we speak. I don't know where the rallies are. I think they are up in that area, New York, New Jersey, or wherever. Um, (laughs) You can say a lot of things about Donald Trump. People love him. People hate him. Very few people are in between. But one thing that everybody can agree on is he does bring in the eyeballs. He brings in the ratings, good or bad. And you know that people love him, will want to tune in. The people who can't stand the sight of him, if they're being honest, they will just have to tune in to see how he responds uh, publicly to these charges. So we shall see. But that's the last that we'll talk about that. Um, I had two hours prepared and literally had to change everything at about 7 o'clock as I was coming in. But uh, I felt we had to do it. Okay, back to sort of that Mr. Roboto song that you heard the beginnings of uh, for Sticks. Those of you of a certain age will remember this famous scene. It lasts about a minute from a certain movie in 1968. You read me, Hal? You read me, Hal? Hello, Hal, do you read me? Do you read me? Do you read me, Hal? Affirmative, Dave. I read you. Open the pod bay doors, Hal. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. What's the problem? I think you know what the problem is just as well as I do. What are you talking about, Hal? This mission is too important for me to allow you to jeopardize it. I don't know what you're talking about, Hal. I know that you and Frank were planning to disconnect me. And I'm afraid that's something I cannot allow to happen. Uh, Yeah, a little unnerving. Um, Especially, I was a kid when that came out. I didn't see it right away in 1968. But shortly after that. And one of the things that made it really spooky for me is the fact that my name is Dave. And so when this robot is like, I'm sorry, Dave, I'm afraid I can't do that. Yeah, it's just like my little kid body went into full fright mode at the time. But, uh, yeah, I think everybody know. well, not everybody, those of a certain age know that that movie is 2001, A Space Odyssey. Came out in 1968, and of course, it was only looking ahead, you know, several decades to 2001. And how about that voice? I forgot how wonderfully, awesomely unnerving, if not frightful, that calming voice was. Um, There was some evil behind it, well played by a Canadian actor by the name of Douglas Rain. Now, those of the last generation may have seen the movie that came out in 2004 by uh, starring Will Smith called I, Robot. Um, I remember that movie well. My son, I guess he was seven at the time, he and I would watch that movie over and over and over again. Bought it first on VHS, and then we switched over to Blu-ray, and we both just loved it. I didn't know until I did a little extra research on that movie uh, this week that Yeah, that movie came out in 2004, but I had always remembered or assumed that that was looking out, 
you know, 100 years, 150, 200 years. No, that was set in the year 2035. So from that movie, it was only 31 years into the future. Now that we're in 23, we're only 12 years removed. Now, if you would have told me back in 2004, and and maybe they did in the movie, I just forgot, that it was 2035, I would have laughed that off. I would say, no, there's, there's no way robots were going to have that kind of intelligence 30 years from now. And for those of you who don't know the movie, basically it robots were being used for menial tasks, kind of like the Jetsons, right? In a fun kind of way, making our life easier. And yet the sinister side started to occur through the movie where they started to find their own personality. And the humans who were making them were sort of missing this. And these robots started to communicate with one another in a very sinister, cynical way. And they started to realize, wait a minute, we don't really even need these humans around. We can kind of do this on our own. And so you start having some people actually killed by robots, some rogue robots. There was the... Uh, the hero robot, and I, I don't need to go any further. You can go watch the movie. I actually think it's a very, very good movie. But here we are in 2023, and yeah, maybe it does seem a little far-fetched, or does it? What do we all think about this whole concept of artificial intelligence? I mean, seriously, where are we going with this? Are the fears misplaced? Is this actually really good for humanity? Or is it sort of good here in the near term, but very ominous in the long term? This is something that I'm way out of my skis on. Use any cliche you want, out of my lane, um, out of my area of expertise. And I think most of us would say that. This is so new, so unique. And um, it's been it's really being defined by a few of the brainiacs out there who have helped create that, including someone right here from St. Louis. I'll explain a little bit more in detail when we come back. But Sam Altman, who is actually a graduate of John Burroughs, one of these genius guys who's been right in the middle of this, particularly through chat GPT. It's amazing. Now, there are some real good potential wonderful improvements for the human condition with this whole concept of AI. There really is. I've read a lot about it that you could have some medical breakthroughs, uh, cancer research, Alzheimer's research, things that humans have struggled to find connections with all of a sudden could potentially be unlocked, untapped by AI. Who doesn't think that that's a wonderful achievement and improvement for the human condition? Of course, we all do. But could we go down the the road that we just listened to with a space odyssey where robots are now pushing back on humans and saying, I'm sorry, Dave, I'm afraid I can't do that. Or we get to I robot with Will Smith, where all of a sudden the robots start to band together and say, yeah, we don't really need humans. We can do this on our own. They're just getting in our way. So let's exterminate all of them. There are people who have helped develop the uh, early rollout of AI over the last few years, who are now sounding those alarms. 
Um, so let's explore that a little bit more, and I'll tell you why I'm fascinated about that and why I'm even talking about it tonight, because there is a connection to an interview that I'm actually hosting tomorrow and how you all might be able to listen in when I release it next week. You're listening to At Your Service, Dave Simons. Yeah, the usual voice of dollars and cents filling in tonight. So glad you're all tuning in here on a Thursday night. We shall return. You know, I think about my wife sometimes with that line. When I ask her to do something, I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I cannot do that. Welcome back. This is At Your Service on a Thursday night here. Game OX, Dave Simons filling in tonight. Um, Hello there. So artificial intelligence, AI, seems like it's all the rage, right? From an investment standpoint, which, by the way, for those of you who don't know me, that is in my lane of expertise. I am a longtime financial advisor, a certified financial planner, or CFP for short. Been managing money since the early 90s, so it goes back several decades. That's my day job, the one that pays the bills, educated the kids when they went through school, all that good stuff. But um, Occasionally, I get to come out here to KMOX on, on an evening and fill in at your service. I have been hosting the Dollars and Cents show, which is investment-related, on uh, occasionally Sunday afternoons when the Cardinals are not playing, which, of course, happened this past Sunday because they played such an early game, at least here um, Central Time. But one of the things that I have just started doing on the side, I, I, I've been able to scratch this itch now that I've had for a while. And, and, and I have such a curious mind on a lot of issues outside of what I do for a living. And as you can tell, because of my interest right away, having Michael Kelly and John Hancock on, I'm a political junkie. Um, I actually used to be a sports caster in my early days. So I still love sports, but anything else, um, sociology and the sciences and current events. And and so I started a podcast a couple of months ago and already receiving a lot more traction and traffic than I ever thought possible. You know, I, I don't need to talk any more about that at all. I've just been very surprised, pleasantly surprised at the hits that we've been getting. And it's not about me. It's about the guests because I really like to have some compelling guests on. Well, I am about to record my seventh full-length podcast. When I say full, these are longer versions. They're not 20 or 30 minutes. They go for an hour. I did one with uh, local radio legend Frank Opinion that lasted like two hours and 15 minutes. It was like it was like the large morning show in the afternoon over two hours. I just sit back and let him go, and he was telling jokes, and I had a blast. And that, I think, of the previous six has probably received more traffic than all of them. Um, I also did uh, one on Michael Kelly, who you just heard from individually, his background, what made him the progressive Democrat that he is. And then I did one with John Hancock. What got him into the GOP circles? And we got into their personal lives and then brought this to current events. So I'm having a blast. Tomorrow, the one I'm recording is on AI. Because I have to learn. This is selfish for me, I have to admit. I want to learn more about this, the whole concept of AI. Where are we going with this stuff? 
So I've got an expert who's really on the front lines, and um, we'll be releasing that podcast next week. Don't go anywhere. I'll, I'll give you some details later on how you can access these podcasts, and in particular, um, this one. But I, um, I noticed when CNBC just came out with their annual, oh, what do they call it, their Disruptor 50 list. So they've been doing this for a number of years, and they look at startups, hundreds and hundreds of them, and they take submissions. And then CNBC, all their editors, they get together and they say, okay, here are the 50 newer companies out there around the country that really um, can make a difference in our lives and are disrupting the status quo in corporate America. And man, did it jump out at me this this particular year when it was um, when they came out with their annual one just a couple of weeks. Or actually, I guess it was about early May or so. But of the 50, I counted it up. 21 of the 50, so roughly about 40% of them, are all related to AI. 21 of the 50 receive more than 50% of their revenues from something to do with artificial intelligence. So, folks, this is the real deal. This is not, this isn't Bitcoin. This isn't SPACs or NFTs. This is not some passing fad, and, and I don't mean to suggest that Bitcoin is. What I'm saying is this is not something that we should be so agnostic about. This is the Internet maybe on steroids. We'll see. And I think a lot of folks mistakenly compare the two from an investment standpoint and say, well, you see what happened in the late 90s. The Internet came out in the mid, really got going in the mid 90s. And then all these new companies came out. They didn't earn anything. And people got way too greedy, giddiness galore. And we all paid a price because the Internet bubble burst and the market crashed. That's all true. That's all true. But that's not what is happening now. Not yet. I'm not saying that couldn't. If we don't let a little air out of the balloon now and then. But right now, there's not the kind of comparison to a bubble. So do not believe the fear-mongering that this is the Internet bubble redux. At this point, it is not. I will explore that a little bit more in detail from an investment standpoint in the second hour. But um, it was very intriguing to me when I saw the Disruptor 50 and how many of them, roughly 40% related to AI. This is the real deal, and we better understand it. We better know it. And it's it's going to come to our doorstep. One of the things that I've really had to guard against, really, as I've entered that door, that that aging door, you know, that opens up and says, okay, the first number of your age is now a six. You're not an old guy yet, but the door just opened and you kind of put your first foot in there. What happens when people get older, because I've seen this with my own relatives especially as they got into their 80s and even clients I've dealt with over the years and who got older is when we don't understand something, we tend to fear it. And I guess that's even true for young people. But I'm I'm talking about technological change, which has really been ramped up over the decades. And we start to think the worst. And when that happens, we fear it because we don't understand it. And I really have to guard against that for myself. My first thought is like an iRobot situation. Or the space odyssey situation where robots, man, are they going, are we going to, as humans, going to be extinct? Is that going to happen in 20 years or 50 years or whatever? Well, or is that just fearing the unknown? Because as I get older, I don't understand how all this works. 
that could be part of it. That's one of the things that I want to talk to, to this guest about, who is much younger than me. He may not fear it. Now, maybe because he's naive about it. I don't know. We'll find out. But there really is a St. Louis connection to all this, a very strong connection with the technological incubators that are growing here in the city of St. Louis. And in fact, one of the main founders and guys behind all this, particularly on the chat GPT side, is a John Burroughs grad. So we'll dig into that and much more. Folks, stay with us. We are going to get into AI and some other things in the second hour here on At Your Service. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 